0: recording light went on yeah all right now let me try and the share thing maybe it'll work now oh yeah all right how's everybody doing let me go through this part while it's recording then we can talk how's everybody doing well this is uh, week three of inner power um, so it's, it's fun I'm trying some new things uh, like I teach people, one way to write a new book is to teach a class. So you make your PowerPoints, you teach the class, and then what happens is you uh, you end up with an outline of a book, and then you can transcribe it and turn it into a book or go through and take notes and do it. Or if you're really lazy, you could hire it out to have somebody else turn it into a book. Either way it works, right? Uh, but that's why I'm doing this, Uh, but as we always start when I'm doing these, note to self and any trainers, whenever you do any kind of uh, PowerPoint webinar, always have your contact info up at the beginning, even if it's a multi-week one, because someone may jump in, especially these are open to the public. I may not if it was a private group, Um, but even in the private groups, not everybody gets on your Twitter or your Instagram or or whatever, so always put up your contact info. So let's get started. How did you do last week on the exercise, the gratitude and appreciation? As you were writing bills, could you get a feeling of gratitude and appreciation? I had a interesting experience I will share, which is I had to, thank God I opened the letter um, from one of the state boards. uh, My license is due next month and and I'd already done the CEUs, I just hadn't applied for the license. And it's the state where it's, hypnotists can complain about renewing or NLP, NLP people renewing their certification. Uh, it's like several hundred dollars to renew this license, right, every, every couple of years. So as I was spilling it out, I was like, starting to do the, everything I said not to do last week, you know. Rather than just be grateful, hey, I'm a fully licensed clinical psychologist in one of the states that's the hardest to get licensed, right? Um, and especially, I don't hide the fact my, uh, my degree was not APA approved at the time, so that puts me in a very weird box about getting licensure, but I'm licensed. Great. Uh, so I had to try to get some gratitude, because I know a lot of people would love to be Uh, Licensed clinical psychologist. Um, So anyway, so I had to work on myself. And have you been asking your questions at the beginning of the day? You know, how can I do this? What can I do better? All all those things. And again, you know, what can I? I got. I I keep just copying this slide, even with the typo, so you get to see uh, how lazy I can be. What can I learn about my inner power today? How can I apply this new information? What's my coping mechanism? And what can I learn totally new today? How can I enjoy this material? How can I grow today? And what can I do different today? So what would happen if you could learn the secret to easily learn other people's inner states so you can influence them as well as yourself? Well, the trick would be to influence others, you must know the state of mind that... Um, let me just change one thing. So, okay, cool. Um, you have to know your state of mind first. And we'll get into this a little different than some people expect. And then the state of mind, of, if you're going to influence someone else as well as yourself, but even if it's just you, you have to know where you're at so then you can change it. But if you're also trying to influence people, you have to know your state and you need to know their state. And it's not what you think when I say state of mind because state of mind has levels that a lot of people overlook and a lot of people don't know. Because we always talk about your internal state, your internal representation will control your internal state. Your internal state controls your external behavior. Sometimes your external behavior controls your internal, it's a cycle. And if you change any one of these, everything can change. You change your behavior, that's where the act as if comes in, that people talk about act as if you're confident and you might, become confident, it's a loop, right? But anyway, what we're talking about, mainly I'm working on these internal, right now, internal state, internal representations, next week we work on external behavior, but, and this goes into what I call the HOT model, you know, the hierarchy of thought. And it's a new way to understand how your mind actually works at the processing level. And it gives you great leverage if you grasp this as a master of persuasion, both to yourself, and others. We always get. Sometimes we got to persuade ourselves. Like my example of when I was uh, paying my licensure bill, I just persuade myself I should be grateful for this. Right. So what is the hot model? Well, it's a newer model. Uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years, and it deals with levels of thought, and it's basically you have three levels of thought, right, which will impact your internal state. First level of thought is level one when you're in the experience. So like, and usually when you're really in the experience, it, that's all you're doing is that experience. So it, it's like, I'm, you know, when you're angry, you're angry. It's hard. Somebody comes up and tells you to calm down, that doesn't work, right? When you're excited, you're excited. Uh, when you're depressed, you're depressed. When you're in the state, that's, you're just in that state. Um, and it can block out everything else. Level two is what you're thinking, in other words, you know, you're thinking the thought I'm angry, I'm thinking the thought I'm hungry. And you might look at the cause. And what happens in a lot of your basic NLP techniques and a lot of your basic hypnosis techniques is it happens at level two, they relax you into your body and then they have you, uh, the technique might be like the new behavior generator, it might be like see yourself do something, adopt a skill, parts therapy, all that basically happens at level two. Um, and then level three, you're dissociating even further you become the thinker of the thought. I notice I'm thinking I'm angry. So why am I angry? Why why am I feeling angry? So you're one level above it. You know, it's a much more analytical state. NLP bypasses the critical factors uh, using non-threatening process changes between these levels. So when you get into advanced NLP, you're moving people up and down, right? And even like parts therapy, especially like the visual squash, you're double disassociated. You know, you say, I always point to the uh, phobia technique where you watch yourself watch the movie. Yes, for the NLP people. That's classic, but even the visual squash, you're double disassociated. You're looking at the part of you that wants to change, you're looking at the part of you that doesn't, and you're going back and forth until you get to the fun stuff, right? And then once it associates, you're, you're going back in in a different way, right? So again, level one, you're in the experience. When you're in it, you, you lose track of other things. You, you could be talking on the cell phone, lost in thought, you might walk into a wall, right? Uh, you're, you're so into thought, listening to music, driving your car, you miss your exit, right? Whatever it happens to be. Uh, and your subconscious is open. When you're really in, in, a, in an activity, you're focused on this, your subconscious is still processing things. So if you get people in the experience, this is a classic, uh, Progressive relaxation, relax your toes, put your mind in your toes, and as you relax, the people pulls them into their body, and once they're in there, then you give suggestions because a lot of people aren't in their bodies much, much right? Uh, and this is, when you're in total level one, whatever the behavior is, you're an unconscious competence. If you go back to your those levels of thought, you're not thinking about it, you're just doing it, right? And that's where you can repeat the same mistake, Right? And if you learn something and it becomes your unconscious competent. you'll always do it. Um, whatever it happens to be. And here's, you can get people to act without thinking about it a lot while they're in the experience. Level two, one level up, you're disassociated. You're thinking the thought I'm angry or I'm hungry or whatever it is, right? You might begin to analyze why you're doing it. You can also think about if you're, you drive a car, you get very used to how you handle things. And you're in, you're in level one, you're just turning the key and you're going. Um, and then you get into a different car, like you rent a car, you have to find different things, right? So you have to go to level two, you have to think about it. Like, where's the button? Where is this? Where is that? Right? I tell the story, my truck has a dial like this uh, to change the gear shifts. In fact, the lad, my wife's truck and my truck, we've had hers a couple more years than mine. and. And I rented a car and I get in the car and I start the car. Um, at least I remember I had a key because my car just has the push the button thing. But anyway, so I started the car and then I'm like turning up the radio, trying to put the car in gear. And I thought, wait a minute. And I looked, no, nope. I had to pull back, pull out of level one, go to level two, put the car in gear because it had a gear shift down here. So, and then I could go back into the experience. And this is conscious competence. You have to think about what you're doing. Right. Level three is when you disassociate even further. You're thinking about the thought. You know, I noticed this, I noticed that. Right? It's much more analytical state. Right. And when you get people in this, like phobia technique, submodalities work, um, like I said, the visual squash, you can make changes that seems non-threatening to parts of your, at least in theory, to your subconscious mind. Part of you wants to stop smoking, the part of you that likes it, well, part of you that keep smoking things, it's relaxing, it's manly, whatever it is, okay, well, if you attack that consciously, you know, it's not, you know, it's not going to work, but then you have the part of you that wants to change, it's your conscious, so that's conscious, subconscious conflict, but it pulls you back up one level, and so you can work it out in a different way, right, and people get, but the bad part is at level two and three, when you're disassociated, if you get stuck there, you don't take action right? You get stuck in thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, right? I teach a business thing, which I got next week, in case you haven't signed up and you want to, you know, it's why when, if you ever go buy a car, when you're in the dealership the first time, they always ask the question, what do I got to do to get you in this car today? You know, uh, what do I got to do to get you in this car today? And why do they ask that question? Well, they know you're, you know, you drive the car, you're in the experience, you're having fun, Ooh, I like this, I might buy it, right, and then you pull back, you start thinking about the deal, you start doing this, and then they also know that the longer you stay in the thinking mode, the analytical mode, the less likely you are to take action, you know, I don't know if anybody else has ever done it, but you're going, you try something, you really like it, you buy it, and then afterwards, you're like, ah, and then you, but your brain switches, and then you start analyzing why it was a good deal. It's why, how many people after they buy a car, they say, I got a really good deal. One of my friends owned the car a lot for a while. And he said, you know what, to be honest with you, there's no such thing as a really good deal, right? There's an okay deal, but trust me, if the dealer's not making a lot of money, he's not selling a car. But anyway, but he talked about, he learned this stuff. He goes, oh yeah, that's why they try to get you to do it right then, right? Because if you, you lose that excitement, right? So this alone is very powerful if you want inner power. Knowing what level you're in and knowing what level someone else is in, right? And then you have to know what level you want, if it's someone else, them in, or yourself. What would be a better thing for me? Do I need to be more associated into what I'm doing? Or do I need to pull back and analyze it more, right? And so if you know that, that's great. But if you also know how to move between these levels, in yourself and others, that's priceless. Because now you're truly getting in inner power. Because if you're stuck in whichever state, it's a hard leap to go to a totally different state, right? If you're kind of in the in the depression state, you're depressed, and you're like right now with the COVID thing, maybe you've got COVID depression if we, we could call it that, the shutdown. But uh, right, and then people say, "Get excited! Let's do this! Let's do that!" It, that's a heck of a leap right but if you know that well if you pull back a little bit right you pull them out of this state then you can change the the associated state and step back into it right so this is cool but people get stuck in these levels right in action you get stuck in an action that's level 1 right if you have a bad habit you're, it's it's a level 1 activity right like fear anger addiction bad habits in general Uh, You know, uh, right now, we could say in the States and all over the world, there's uh, people that forget to wear their mask, to put it that way, right? And they have to pull back and think about it, right? And then other people have just, they adapted it quickly. It just becomes an action. They have their mask. They don't take their mask off, right? I'm not making a judgment. It's just like interesting, right? Just like people that learned how to drive after the seatbelt mandate came in, so you had to buckle your seatbelt, are much more likely to unconsciously do that behavior without thinking about it. I remember reading about in in I think it was Holland, the Netherlands, somewhere over there. They had a problem with you know a lot of people ride bikes. It's a big thing. Everybody's riding a bike and they were constantly having a lot of accidents because when people would open the car door right a bike would be coming down and they would hit the car door and it would ruin the car hurt the person all that stuff so they tried all these different methods to um uh have people you know make sure you look in your rearview mirror right here right before you open the door so look over your shoulder and then open the door it, it wasn't very successful right uh, and so, uh, so what they did is this, they, they started training people that, okay, you know, when, when you unhook your seatbelt, you had to you open the door with your, with your cross hand, because they have doors on the same side as we do in the States. So you reached over this way to o- un- o- open the door, not just like this, because this way you'll just open and go. This way they found, it made you turn your body a little bit, grab wherever the thing was to open the door, but it forced your eyes to look at And they said, look in the rear view mirror. And then you, oh, there's a, there's a bike coming. You would wait. It cut down drastically on um, people getting hit. What they found was, so especially kids that learn this way, how they learn how to drive. Uh, because if they, if they open the door this way in their driver's test, that was a flunkable thing. You had to open the door this way. So anyway, that's, that's level one, you can change things there or you can put new things in Level two, you get lost in thought, there's no motivation, I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about it, right? Um, and level three, you know, that's cognitive dissonance, the, the, you have that conflict, you go, you go back. At level two, sometimes you drop in and out of, okay, like I wanna do this, but I don't wanna do this, I wanna do this, I don't wanna do this, great. So that's a little bit of that at level two. Level three, uh, the analysis, thinking about thinking, you get into that analysis paralysis, as they call it. You're thinking, 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 running every possible scenario. You never take action, right? So it depends what you want in yourself and others. So which level works best for you? Is it action? Is it excitement? Is it motion? Is it thought right now? Do you need to pull back and think about it? Right? Is it analysis? I don't know. It's just kind of interesting, right? And so what you have to do is pull out of the level you're in if you're stuck. You know, pull out of the level, and then you can decide what state would be best. You know, in uh, NLP, classical NLP, we have a technique called uh, behavior transfer, you know, uh, where, like, someone's angry, they're having an anger response. You pull back, see yourself getting angry. So that's one level, if not two levels, disassociation. And then you decide what resource would be better than anger. So like you're, you've got a teenage kid and they're pissing you off the way they say something. So you pull out of it. As you're starting to get angry, you see it. And you think, you know what would be a better response? Maybe like humor. So you go back and then you practice the, the humor response. You rehearse it in your mind. So then you pull, when you go back into the, to, to, to the experience, you're in a different state. But it's hard when you're in the state and you know, like the person's pushing that button to instantly switch. But if you kind of pull back and you can do that with a breathing, ah, and then you when you settle back in, right, you're 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 doing something a little different, right? Wayne asked, are they analysis or cycling through the same thought? Yeah, they get into that uh, ruminating thinking, too, right? Sometimes they're analyzing. But if you stay stuck there, you keep going over and over and over, right? Rather than just analyze the data and then go and make a decision. This is especially true if people can't make the decision. And last week, that's when we just tried to go from that being associated into uh, like uh, being upset that I got to pay this bill to step back. And when you step back in, I'm going to be grateful that A, I got the money to pay the bill. B, hey it. I got a house, I'm making a house payment, I'm making a truck payment, I'm making this, I'm making that, right? And that switches your state and it's all about state management, right? And so, you know, that's what we did with the excitement of gratitude and appreciation, right? Excitement can get one to take action. And again, like I said about the car salesman, right? Um, Where while you're excited, if you like the car, they'll do that, right? It, same with health club, there was one guy I know, he was great health club salesman, and it was kind of cool, you know, he could sell you a gym membership, high priced gym membership. He was not in shape, he wasn't like, right? And he would use that to his advantage, people, some people say, well, you know, you have to look the part. Well, first he had a picture that, of him even bigger than what he was, and say, well, I'm working on it, right? But he was focused on you, and he, he would say it instantly, Right, because people might be thinking that's when they're pulling out of the excitement. I'm going to join a health club, I'm going to get in shape. And he would get, he'd watch people get excited walking through the health club, the machines, the people working out, the excitement. And then as they sat down to think about it, he'd see them pull back and start analyzing it. And that's one of the things they'd say, Well, it doesn't look like you work out. And so he said, He learned this stuff, that I worked with He said, the First thing he says, Well, you know what? I used to be bigger, but you know, this isn't about me. It's about you. What do you think? What did you, and then he flipped it to, what did you like about the health club? How how could you see yourself using it? Would you be doing the cardio? Would you be doing the, like the machines? Would you be lifting weights? Would you be in the class? What would you, he got them back into the experience and they'd be thinking about it. And the magic thing of, what did you like about it? And he would build on that, right? Same with the car salesman. what did you like about driving that little car? Oh, I like the handling. I liked it. Whatever it was, put you into it right because level one leads to action and then the action would get them to to like buy what you want uh mel fisher was a guy who searched for 20 i think it was 20 years for a, a big shipwreck with gold and he finally found it it was like hundreds of millions of dollars of gold but he kept some of the crew on with him for years struggling to get to this gold, and people would ask uh you know, why'd you stay with him so long? Well, of course, all the people that were with him made a lot of money, but, you know, and he said, well, one, a couple of the crew members that were with him a long time, uh, in fact, some would be, from what I heard, some would be with him for a while, and they didn't have to go, like, get a job, pay more to make money, but they would come back. And what he, they go, he's such a good motivator. He gets you so excited about what will it be like when we find the goal? What will it be like when you find the goal? You know, I do know somebody did a test ad for a lotto in one of the states. And, you know, they're always saying like, you know, whatever it is, different ads, right? But the one that worked the most is, what are you going to do with your lotto winnings? And show showed people buying cars, buying houses, paying off debt, right? And that one got people to take action because it put them into the experience and then they could do it. So that's what you, you might want if you're trying to motivate yourself, right? Or... Motivate other people, but it might be useful at times to get people to think if you want them to change their mind You know, I know you were thinking about taking the training with somebody else But as you think about it now, which pulls them out of the excitement of signing up for whatever training it was right and Now you can think about it, right Uh, You know, it's like and again that car salesman guy uh, He was good at that because what he'd say is that sometimes people say, well, you know, not driven like they're buying a kid. He gave this story. He worked at a, I forget if, it, if he worked at a Ford dealership or a Chevy dealership, whichever one, it doesn't matter. So he'd be selling a Mustang or a Camaro, right? It's a little sports car and a American sports car. And sometimes people come in and drive. Let's say he's selling the Mustang. And they say, yeah, you know, I'm, I, it's not, I've narrowed it down between a, a new Mustang and a new Camaro. Well, what'd you like about the he'd always ask the companies first? Well, first, what'd you like about that car? What'd you like about this car? What'd you, what did you dislike about the Camaro? Maybe he just like, well, you know, whatever they say. Okay. And he wouldn't slam it. He's oh that oh, okay. And then he goes, but now again, tell me what you like about the, the, the Mustang. You know, so he did a positive, positive, then the negative to the other one, had him thinking about it. And then he put them back into the excitement of driving his car and he had a great closing right right and um and he knew how to control his own state right and without ever taking an nlp class uh he was very good at he would talk about he had to get excited about the car right and and really want to do it right so anyway so Sometimes you want to get people excited some people you want to pull them back. It depends what you or yourself, right? And again to change your state to control your state first you have to know what level you're in, you know, or your target. Is it is it it useful? If it's useful, there's no need to change it, right? If it's not useful, you have to go to neutral to decide on what state would be better and then make the change and then go back into the state, right? And this is access for self, you know? The way you change the state is you pull back to neutral and you access the best state that would help you. And you just think about the last time you had it, right? And step into that state, see, hear, and feel it. And you just save the feelings. And for those of us, you know, uh, that are trained in it, what are the beliefs about that? I did this, I can do it again. If I'm working with people not into our world, I would just say, Tag into those feelings, see what you see, hear what you hear, feel what you feel, smell it, taste it, touch it. Oh my God, man. And just keep thinking, I did this. And if I did it once, I can do it again. If I did it once, I can do it again. And that would kind of overlap the beliefs. And then when they and then take that, that belief, that attitude of I can do this, I can do that, into the if they're stuck into some state, into, into taking action. Right. And if you're working with others you have the target, the person you're working with, uh, remember an event where they took action, right? And take that event into what you want them to do, you know? And then it gets people to to get even more motivated, as they say, right? So that's a little bit of, today's kind of short, but it's about these levels of thought because this is kind of the key to really controlling your states. Right. And if you pull back last week, that's what I did last week, just had you jump in, think about the gratitude and the appreciation, even for things you're not usually grateful for. Because that one was without going through the steps, it kind of makes you pull back, think about, well, what could I be grateful for about paying this bill? Well, I got a house, right? Or, well, I got a car. Well, I've got this license I have to pay for, right? Well, that's, that's kind of just doing it. So you don't have to go through all these steps, but it's helpful if you know how to do it. So when you, this is really useful when you get stuck, when you get stuck. So to keep going, just like a review from last week, keep doing your questions. You know, what can I do better? How can I look at levels? What levels do I get stuck in? Um, and a lot of people, we've been stuck in neutral because of the, the lockdown and it's starting to open up. So now we're trying to remotivate ourselves, but we've been stuck so long. It's, you know, it's like I heard a football coach talk once about. He hated playing in Florida when he would come down as an NFL coach, and he had to play in, you know, uh, down here a couple times a year, and he hates because especially in the fall, uh, there would be lightning delays, and he goes, "My these athletes get stuck in neutral." They're excited, they're in the game, you know, it's second quarter, third quarter, the game's going, and suddenly there's lightning delay, you have to shut everything down, you come off the field, you know, it's always at least 20, I think it's 21 minutes for some reason, at least. So, and then you have to get re-motivated, right? And he found, here's the trick, he found, he would talk about it during the practice week going into play in Miami. He'd say, well, you know what, you might, if this happens, Keep yourself motivated. Put yourself in neutral, but keep yourself, and it would help because it was the unexpected that threw people out, and and he just found that out again. You always look for what works in the real world, and you know he had some players on his team for a couple years that were used to going down, and that's and they've gotten some rain delays or, or lightning delays, and that's what they said is they well used it as a break. And then they use the tunnel, walking through the tunnel out into the field as their motivation, right? And so they would, pull, you know, they're in the game, they're in the game, they're playing the game. And then when they would, when the lightning delay would happen, he would teach his athletes to, okay, now analyze the game. What, what did, excuse me, what did you do well? What could we do better when we come back? What could you do better? Da, 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 da. And when you come back from the field, you're stepping back into it. So that's another way to do that. So our assignment this week is to keep going, keep doing questions, especially in that magic moment when you're first waking up and your brain is resetting. Keep that appreciation and gratitude going, even for things you wouldn't normally be grateful for. Um, uh, I know down here, another one I kind of tried to keep to remind myself is traffic's picking up again. People are out and about, they're moving around here. And it's like, Before I get upset with the traffic, I'm trying to think, well, at least that means people are back, businesses picking up, businesses are opening, restaurants, yada, yada, yada. Right? So that keeps me in appreciation and gratitude. And look for levels in yourself and others and practice changing your own states. If you work with others, practice changing their states also. So that's this week's assignment.